What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? What's up, y'all? Hope you're doing well, staying safe in lockdown as our country slowly um, eases up restrictions on lockdown. I'm hoping, I hope this reaches you well. Um, this, I'm this podcast. I'm joined by the wonderful and talented Tim Carr, the host of the Midnight Owl, found right here on the Not For 30 Network and on his own feed. If you're looking for more owl, check out the the Midnight Owl on any podcatcher to get his shows a little bit quicker. They're usually on a delay with us, but I'm joined by Tim Carr, and we bond over uh, Kevin Smith and the empire that Kevin has built. Sorry, Mr. Smith has built. Um, he was early adapter to podcasting. I refer to him a lot as a podfather. He's, uh, he, he was an inspiration to me, also an inspiration to Tim, um, and the network of, uh, of people he's put together. So um, the Owl and the NA30 paid tribute to the Smodcast. Um... With that being said, uh, if you guys are enjoying the new show, Wow, I Had Mustard, as well as the return of Aaron Chalupa and the Awkward Throw Clear and the aforementioned Midnight Owl, please let us know. Reach out on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, tell a friend, share, do whatever you can to help promote the show. Uh, I recently looked on the um, the podcast um, banner on iTunes and I, I couldn't get over There was... Uh, I'm gonna say every podcast I saw on there, I didn't recognize um, all newer podcasts, and uh, I'm just blown away. the The competition is so crazy out there. There's a podcast about everything for everybody, and if you're tuning in and you're listening to this, thank you, thank you so much for allowing us to be part of your rotation. And uh, we don't have to be your favorite podcast, but if you're checking in, I appreciate that a whole bunch. As well, I had some assistance from my lovely daughter Stella on this editing of the podcast so if you hear a chip and potato found on netflix in the background that's probably her as well as if you check out our instagram page you'll see why it takes so long to get a podcast out okay that's it stay safe wear a mask wash your hands uh don't be a dick do all those great things that make people wonderful and we'll see you on the other side this is the not after 30 podcast podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Hoot, hoot. Hoot, hoot. Ah, uh, buddy, um, are we recording? We are now recording. You know, my man, um, we, we tried to get this started like an hour ago. I got a couple couple fireballs thrown at me. And then once things cleared up, all the fireballs were gone. We saw the problems. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. We we made it through it. That was a frustrating process, especially like once we switched around uh, because your mic wasn't working. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll try it this way. And then we find a workaround for that, and then my mic stops working. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking like. All of this, and if we duff it on this show and it's super boring, I'm gonna get a little pussy. Yeah, yeah. If if I don't leave this recording feeling like we we hit it out of the park, I'm I'm, a, I'm gonna be a, a a sad boy. Well, there's a sixty forty chance it might not. I've been drinking a bit, so. Yeah, me too. Maybe that maybe that's a problem. Mm. I don't think it's a problem. Anyway, yeah, that's the solution. Yeah, exactly. 
I guess I guess after all this frustration, we'll just do a soft intro. But Tim Carr from the Midnight Owl, proud member of the After Thirty Network. Myself, Anthony El Jefe, happy to be recording right now on a very beautiful Sunday, maybe the best day of the year so far. Oh, it's beautiful out. Hoot hoot, folks. Yeah, man. I, uh, I've been on nights for the last two weeks, and the set of two weeks before that was uh, completely and utterly gray, rainy, and fucking horrific. So this is the first time I've seen sunlight in probably a month. You are a true owl. Yeah. Only out at night. Um, I'll take that, so, man. It was yeah, wrecking me. It was yeah. wrecking me. I was starting to get real miserable. <laughs> and you're clean shaven too. Yeah, I was touching my face too much. I had to uh, avoid that COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, all right, my man. So uh, the the I, I don't see purpose, but the the idea behind this recording is that uh, you and I. Uh, I've known each other over a year now, but we really bond over the Kevin Smith and the Smod network of podcasts. And uh, I was I was going through some things, um, cleaning my garage, which is like my new favorite pastime, is uh, is enjoying an edible, and then the countdown to when that edible kicks in, I go into my garage, I start organizing these boxes on boxes of things that I have. Uh, some I donate, some I try to sell, some I hang on to, some I throw out. Um, I had a stack of Kevin Smith, his book, I think it was his first, first book. Um, and then, and then like as many of his DVDs as I, as I owned, and then two of his, his nights with Kevin Smith, which is kind of like storytelling and stand up rolled into one. And, uh, pretty amazing collection. You know, thank you. I I am one of, I'm a collection guy, man. I, if I find something I like, I want to know everything about it. And then I want to know if the same thing got released in Japan, if the same thing got released in Germany, if the same thing got released in South America. I need to know all those details because I'm that I'm a collector. So, um, oh, thank God I haven't gotten that bug yet. That sounds expensive. Yeah. That would be correct. That, <laughs> and it's so funny because, like niche things, like let's say Kevin Smith, like Kevin Smith, yes, is a I would say a household name. But he he's not he's not like uh, Steven Spielberg or George Lucas, where you know even if you even if you don't know his work, um, you've probably seen some of his work or whatever. If you don't know him by name, you've probably seen some of his work. Uh, Kevin Smith is probably a little bit more of a niche market, but in podcasting, he's one of the true pod fathers of the industry. And uh, yeah, and and I mean he's he's got so many different avenues, but. I became obsessive about him early on, listening to podcasts and finding out more about him and and learning about him. And I just became a big fan. So I started collecting all of his things. So, But I, I ended up having this small collection of DVDs and some book, and a book. And I was like, oh, you know, I think Tim might enjoy this. So I shot you a picture. I'm like, hey, are you interested? You're like, fuck yeah. And, uh, and then a couple of days later, I would say you probably asked for my address. And then there was a package coming back to me. And I was like, oh, okay. But I had no idea what it could have been. Well, I I feel like Kevin Smith, like just to hop on that thing you were saying, where like he's a household name, or we we think of him as that. Like I've definitely found like that's definitely the circles I travel in is like 
people around our age, maybe slightly older, slightly younger, they know who he is. It's like, oh, yeah, I've seen Clerks or Mallrats a dozen times. You know, yeah. they know what a stink palm is. They get all the inside <laughs> jokes. And then even beyond that, like, lesser known is his night of, is the... Uh, is the cartoon. I was so excited to see that DVD. Oh, yeah. The two seasons. I am so excited to sit down here, the commentary on that. Yeah. yeah, Like what people don't realize about Kevin Smith is like the, he midwifed a lot of people into the entertainment industry, like bringing Muse in and like now Muse does his own shows. He does, I, I think he does streaming of video games and shit. But, like, there's just a, a few dozen people that he brought with him out of New Jersey. And, like, where we really connect is the Smideco universe. And, like, I'm massive Tell Him Steve Dave fan. I've got their uh, their tattoo and stuff like that, like, on me. I basically yeah. own all their merch. I'm looking up at their records above me. But uh, I knew you wouldn't take any money for the, the books and the DVDs and everything that you sent me, which was absolutely frigging amazing. So I had to sneak something back your way as a as a definite thank you for starting this collection. Well, I mean, I'm 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 grateful for it because uh, before I, before I let you let the cat out of the bag, I just want to say it's it it hits all my check marks, which is um, basically cool. Is it cool? Yes or no? Uh, is it unique? Yes or no? And then you even went one step farther by it's signed, which is like. You know, that that puts it over the top for me because um, that that's just like a level of coolness uh, for me. And I mean, I got some sports things that are signed that are kind of cool. So that just adds that like sweet level of coolness. Why don't you let the cat out of the bag? What did you send back my way, which I'm very thankful for? I sent you the record of uh, the night with Kevin Smith, the night that he had his heart attack. <laughs> yeah so it's like, like it's two two records front and back and it's just him doing one of his shows like always and the i don't know i i love we both love podcasting like that's the way that i want to experience most forms of uh entertainment at this point like whether it's books or whatever but i just thought that was so cool because i saw that, that they had the dvds out there but that just doesn't it's not the same as putting a record on and hearing the clicks and pops as he's talking yeah. about going and ordering 50 fucking hamburgers from A&W <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Like I, I, so my, I, I had a giant record collection and it's been dwindling down to just the essentials for me, but I, I have a stack now. I don't want to get any hate mail for this or anything like that, but before all this Bill Cosby stuff happened, I had a couple of his comedy albums and I've actually seen oh, some things. Sick. Yeah. So I, I've actually seen some things at other record, excuse me, conventions and meetups where people will have a little posted on it and they'll just say, um, this is a despicable person who does despicable things. If you want this album, you can have it free. You know, it's like, they don't even like, they're just trying to give it away. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't, you know, it is, it is what it is right now. And I don't want to condone or condemn. Um, but I don't, well, I feel free to condemn just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Fine. Fine. But I, I also, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with those albums. I probably have four or five of them. 
so, and, but anyways, long story short, I already have a, a sub collection of comedy albums, including Richard Pryor and, oh um, my God. yeah, uh, uh, Dangerfield, um, I'm just trying to reset them off the top of my head. Obviously, Bill Cosby. Um, Eddie Murphy? Bad, uh, no, Eddie Murphy, Neil Hamburger. Um, nice. Yeah, anyways, whatever. But that will go there, that, and that will be the cover one, too. And the fact, the fact that it's signed, I'm, I was telling my wife the other day, like, I think I'm just going to frame it and put it in the studio because uh, it, it, it's, it checks off other things, too, which is it's Kev Smith, podcast godfather, in a podcast studio, uh, it's signed. Like, I mean, it just, it just has all the, the makings of just, it, it goes above part of the collection, but it kind of goes into the shrine level of, um, collectibles for me. So it was awesome. It blew me. I honestly thought I was getting a bag of cereal. I've never tried before. That's what I thought. Honest to God. I was like, cause we were t- chatting. You're like, yeah, I work on these cereals at post and da da da. And, um, I'm sorry. Kellogg's was it Kellogg's, uh, or do you I prefer not to say, say I'm not allowed to say, <laughs> I okay. signed very specific documents saying I'd never represent the company in an, uh, any kind of would, media. Okay, so you work for a serial company, and you, you mentioned one that you'd, I'd never heard of before. You're like, yeah, it actually only goes out to the States. And I'm like, oh, so I thought I was getting that. I thought you were going to shock me with one of those. But I got to say, this is 10 times better than that. And no sugar, no calories, no points. I'm on. I'm in. <laughs> so I'm happy with that. So thank you, my man. And I appreciate you. I appreciate the friendship. I appreciate the bond we have. So that was just amazing. Oh, you're welcome, dude. I'm I'm glad you liked it. You know, I uh, I got the record here too, so like I was able to listen along. And you know, one day we got to sit down and like uh, when I get a place of my own, you'll come down for the weekend or something like that, and we'll just put on a bunch of records and record or something. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, and yeah, I'll set aside some uh, c- some cereal for you eventually. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, just just collect it like a, a scoop at a time, and mm. that way it'll be like all different levels of staleness by the time I get it. Oh, absolutely, perfect. So, in honor of this gift exchange, the Kevin Smith Collection Exchange, we decided to do a smod like episode. If you don't know what Smodcast is, it's probably the greatest podcast ever. Um, I mean, when you think of some of the greats, we obviously enjoy, you know, like a Joe Rogan. He's kind of wearing the crown right now as probably top podcaster. But Kev Smith, him and his buddy Scott Mosier. So you got S from Smith and M from Mosier, Smodcast and Smod We Trust. Their podcast is simple. They're two buddies. They catch a buzz. And they talk about stories that are in the news. They kind of do a little bit of um, guesstimating what happens in the article and that kind of stuff, uh, along with telling stories along life and having a laugh with that kind of stuff. Uh, Kev Smith plays a lovable stoner, and Scott Mosier kind of plays it like straight lace and clean sometimes, but he, he has some jokes and has a couple drinks along the way too. So, um, did, did I nail that? Is, is that right? Or did I? I think you nailed it, man. You know, I. Uh, I love Kevin Smith, but I stopped listening a couple of years back um, just when he was uh, he was starting to repeat himself a little bit. But the man does what six podcasts like six six different shows in a week. Right. Like with different hosts and stuff. It's insane. The man can just go. Totally. Uh, Um, 
so I got to we, see uh, the Jane Silent Bob reboot twice in theaters. Once with Kevin Smith and once during one of the preview sneak peeks. And? It's fantastic. It's yeah. made for the fans. Good. A couple of nice nods at uh, podcasting. Do you remember when I was up in Toronto, I had that little uh, recorder with me? Yeah, yeah. That even plays a part in the movie. One of the characters no. is carrying around. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I listened to Smod for a long time. And then I kind of, when Mosier went to Europe to go do this cartoon, um, and he had like this revolving door of guests, I kind of jumped off of it for a little bit because that dynamic I really enjoyed and it just wasn't the same. I hate when Kev Smith goes into like promo Kev Smith. I, I really like enjoying his time good buzz kev smith where he's like making funny fart jokes and uh, and dick jokes and blowjob jokes and like when he's doing that i feel like he's he's um like the best for, for my listening and pleasure but oh, you can't I, top him when he's when he's on his game oh yeah the, the only thing that gets me is when he starts doing like a, a cough um he when he's like a coughing fit i'm like okay man <laughs> time to, time to lay, lay off on the cigarettes <laughs> maybe just an edible so you don't cough your brain's out. Oh my God. You remember the first couple of like uh, years of it? Like you'd just be hearing the lighter in the background as he's just chain smoking. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. Anyways. Um, so, so one of the things that they do is they bring in an article and it's kind of like uh, the game Florida man where, um, you know, you Google like the craziest sentence you can write down plus Florida man. And then there's an article that magically appears. Same kind of idea. They're going to they read an article. We're going to read like maybe one or two articles and talk a little shit about it and maybe try to finish the story and go from there. All right, let's do this. What do you got for me, my man? Oh, you're going to have to take the first swing at this, man. Mm. What? Okay, so go ahead. Sir, go ahead. Uh, nope. I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of anything. I'm looking at this Elon Musk article right now. Uh, he had like a fucking breakdown on Friday. I don't know if you saw that. I, I only caught a little bit of. I only saw cause someone made a meme of it on Instagram, and I just caught. I was like, oh man, this isn't good. He he's one of the good ones. He was supposed to be, not anymore. <laughs> like they've been okay, saying so- for years that he's turning into. Were you a big Simpsons fan? Yeah, of course. Okay, do you remember Hank Scorpio? He was like uh, the super villain that Homer went to work for for a little bit. With the the car company? Uh no, he had like a his his business was just like in this giant volcano and like as the oh. ending of it is like uh Homer's like goes up to Hank and he's got to quit his job, but like they <laughs> they're getting attacked by like James Bond and the UN and like oh. Homer's just walking through. Oh, it's classic. It's one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. But all to say, it's been uh, suspected for a long time that uh, basically Elon Musk is somehow going to turn into a supervillain with his like plans of getting into space and shit. Could you imagine? First of all, he's like, uh, he's like, I've created a super missile that will destroy (laughs) that runs totally on batteries. No fossil fuels will be burned. And you're like, I don't know whether to feel like this guy's a bad guy. Or just like maybe he's just a really conscious bad guy. Yeah. Uh, this article also talks about his um, his uh, stance against the lockdown. 
And I don't, I don't necessarily have like, okay, you know what? Between me and you, Tim, I fucking love this lockdown. First of all, okay, whatever. I understand that I'm not getting paid what I normally pay, but I'm not fucking working at all. I'm at home all the time with my family getting things done. It's awesome. Um, and other than that, like, I mean, I'm catching up on all my Netflix. I'm checking out all these honey-do list things. I'm, I'm being very productive. Uh, yeah, sure, everything else sucks, but I'm thoroughly enjoying this lockdown. Uh, so I, yeah, but I understand a lot of people, especially him, who's I don't I don't know if if car manufacturing is part of the essential services, but um, yeah, I can understand he, he's doing this whole big thing about the lockdown is I don't want to say phony, but not necessary. And and there is a, a true thing that you know you, you quarantine the people who are sick, not the people who aren't sick. The, the bottom line is you don't know who's sick and who's not sick, so. Everyone just stay home and, and, and collect two grand a month or most yep. everybody stay home. Yeah. Just chill for a fucking minute and we'll figure this out. Cause we've never gone through this before. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, 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 have, I get I freaked issues. out when like the government gets that much power, but I'm willing to be, uh, to trust our scientists and doctors as knowing what the fuck's going on. You know, when there's a unified front of educated people saying like, hey, this could be really, really bad. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll put the conspiracy theory tinfoil hat away for a minute and just like abide by the rules. Yeah. I mean, just ride it out, right? I feel like that's an easy one. Just ride it out. Yeah. But I, I, I understand like he's losing a bunch of money because his factory isn't open. Well, okay, and then he was on there, and he was mouthing off that his stock prices were too high, and <laughs> yeah. uh, they fucking they dove. He's lost, uh, I think, uh, over a hundred million dollars in this, like since Friday from mouthing yeah, but, off. But it could be a ploy. What if he's just trying to buy those stocks himself? Himself. Ah, super villain coming out. All right, right. So, okay. So here's my thing. First of all, he's not American. He's South African, grew up in Canada, then moved to the States later. So so he's not really that kind of like rah, rah, rah American. So like, yeah. so I can see why like he's seen different types of government outside of the U.S. government. So maybe, maybe he just feel like maybe that's the way he – I could be trying to justify this super villain. villain. But um, maybe that's what he's trying. Maybe he's like – maybe he just sees things differently because he's – so much more worldly than some of the people who might be around him or people who are reporting from this. So that, 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 that's my two cents on that one. That's something that like I'm picking up from other people is like, all right, like, is there something that he's aware of that like we're not? And now he's getting kind of slandered in the, the news because they don't want him talking about that. But at the I same time, just seems like a spoiled brat. Like, if I had millions of dollars and I'm in lockdown with my beautiful girlfriend who's about to have a baby, like maybe I could just chill for a minute and enjoy being a millionaire in lockdown. Y yes, but here's the other thing too. Maybe he's not that interested. Maybe like maybe he needs to be like one of these, like I'm one of those people that I have a hard time being at home for too long. Like the same four walls freak me out, so I got to keep moving. Maybe he's just one of those people, and he's kind of been like this um, for the people, by the people kind of guy for maybe like ten years plus, maybe even longer than that. So maybe, he, maybe he's just like maybe he's just trying to be that face of like the the freedom act or something. Maybe this is just some kind of marketing ploy for him to sell more cars, even though I don't think he has that problem 
trying to sell cars. I think all of his cars people want, or maybe not everybody wants it, but they're super popular. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can give you that. Like there, there's an interesting thing where he's like trying to push for like humanitarianism and like the, the, the environment and stuff. But like, I just, I don't know where that stops in the raw, raw, we're losing our rights and freedoms. Everybody run outside and retake your country comes from like, I don't mm. know how to balance that. Right. Uh, I didn't realize that he he's uh, his baby mama is uh, the singer Grimes. Did you know that? <laughs> I, I've heard the name, but I have no idea who she is. Yeah, I, I think I only heard one of, one of her songs. Um, but yes, I, I'm I'm deep diving into this article, and she she got in heat a couple months back for posing this picture of herself naked with her hair covering her nipples and. Um, her her baby belly with like a image of a baby inside her belly uh, projected onto her belly to make it look like her skin's almost translucent. It's kind of weird to look at, but she had to take she had to pull the picture and then put another one up, the same photo, but her hair strand covering her nipple. They lost it over her nipple, I guess. Uh, <laughs> She's a January. mother. It's kind of integral to the whole yeah. baby thing. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. that's so weird man that's such a weird thing i i've never understood like how people lose their mind at female nipples i know it, post it's, what you want who gives a shit yeah the people who will watch who the people who will offend are people that have some weird insecurity about a nipple maybe they're only bottle fed who knows well yeah like the people losing their minds on women that want to breastfeed in public like some of the fucked fucked up uh, reasons not to do it is like I've heard like, well, that'll drive guys crazy. I'm like, I don't know if like a mom is feeding her baby. Maybe I just won't be a fucking monster for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like if that's like the bar for being a part of a society is I let like a mom feed her kid without being a fucking creep. <laughs> Here's my other bottom line on that, too. It's like um, no doubt as as a male when when you see a lady breastfeeding the first uh instinct is to look and then look away not gaze like <laughs> like your eyes are locked on your most prized possession Just, it, the, the natural instinct is to look and then look away which right? i i think everyone kind of gets that it's like oh i'm now acknowledging I, now my brain knows what's going on in this situation. I'm going to check out, and then in five to ten minutes, I'll check back in. It's fine. How what dare I, she? She should go out to the car with rolled up windows, but they won't <laughs> even let anyone keep their fucking dog anymore. <laughs> the the other thing too is like, uh, I, I I'm okay with like those moms that are like, hey, are you cool if I breastfeed real quickly? I'm like, of course do what you gotta do and they do like a light cover up or whatever what i'm not okay with is those moms who are butch about it where they're like i gotta feed this kid and they're just like they just whip the tit out like the, the tit's nothing and they just jam it in the kid's face and they're like they'll figure it out you're like when they're when they're clean and neat about the situation i'm more than okay i don't know if you've seen those weird like shower curtain things that are like this um it's like a, a small circular ring which is probably about the diameter of a basketball rim with yep. a cloth over it and they put it over their head and it, it kind of shelters the baby. I'm okay with all that stuff. It, I'm, I, I'm just not okay with it. Like 
you know, like uh, the the V neck shirt where the tits are ripped out through the, the the neck of the the shirt, and then it's all sloppy and messy. And you know, like I it, absolutely hear you, man. Like yeah. that is like the perfect balance of like, and you're not even telling that person not to do that. It's just like, hey, can we all get along and like make it less awkward? Yeah, <laughs> be a classy. Thin hanky is like perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just be a classy broad. That's all I'm asking, okay? I'm not asking for the world here. <laughs> well, fucking... Oh, okay. man. Grimes. What a fucking name. I don't understand <laughs> this world. Grimes. <laughs> Nothing sexier, babe. Nothing sexier. Let's, let's, let's just do a quick deep dive on Grimes, okay? I'm just going to pull up her Wikipedia here. Oh, Canadian musician. Way to go, Canada. Claire Elise Boucher, better known as Grimes, is a Canadian singer with a uh, singer and pop musician. Her music incorporates elements of various styles and genres, including dream pop, R&B, electric music, and hip hop. Dream uh, pop? Yeah, that's a new thing for me. Uh, she's oh from Vancouver. Partner. Everybody's got to be special. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Isn't that the story of her life? Uh, let's see this first photo of her super awkward, oversized glasses, poorly cut fringe. Okay, cool. Um, let's see here from Vancouver, age 32, also known as a record producer and a visual artist. Uh, her and Elon must have been together for two years. Uh, awards, uh, let's see, Rober award, music award, UK music video award. Antville Music Video Award, Polaris Prize, Music Prize, a Juno, a Webby, uh, NME Award, uh, Much Music Video Award, NME Award. Uh, so what you're saying is this is a massive, massive <laughs> star that I have no idea <laughs> of like who she is. I've never seen her face before. I may Plus have heard one deal. of her songs, but I would have no idea who she is. And at the end of the day, you keep saying Grimes, and all I am thinking about, again, not to bring this back to The Simpsons, is Frank Grimes. <laughs> Man, you should guest star with the boys from the Wow, I Had Mustard podcast, because their whole podcast is basically Simpson quotes and do your remembers. Oh man, I'm loving that show. That is a great addition to the network and uh, yes. 100% in Gooby's corner. He sounds like a decent guy. <laughs> he does. He does. And somehow this shit just finds him. Like I, I'm the guy that I'm like, I'm going to be everybody's buddy. That's how I'm going to work. Um, but there's just something about Gooby that just makes you want to rip him. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Magnet, okay, so man, lightning rod. Do you think Elon Musk? Do you think he he's like thinking to himself? He's like, God damn it, because he got he got booted off the board of Tesla, right? Like he, um, they voted him out as chairman. Oh and, shit! I didn't hear that. Yeah, a couple of years ago, um, two years ago, and there, there's all there's always these rumors about money issues and all that stuff. Again, mm-hmm. I just I just don't know where that comes from. I I guess it's because he puts these like super fantastic vehicles out there at Basically, like, you know, whatever the Model Three is, like thirty-two grand base, you know, and and the new Cybertruck. I think you have an option to do two or three engines in them. My brother checked out the two engine, and it's only fifty-eight grand. And when you compare the specs to like a Ram, a Ram's over a hundred hundred K. 
So yeah. when you compare those notes, you're like, wow, he, you know, like the, he should sell, I don't know, 500,000 of, the, of these trucks because I, but I guess if you're doing it with that little markup, there's not room for much else, but maybe this is part of his ploy. Maybe a couple of years ago when they gave him the hoof, maybe he's like, it's okay. I'll get you guys. And he still is the face of the company. So I got to imagine like all this stuff is part of like some kind of plan for him to regain, not maybe regain control, but maybe he's trying to do that Steve Jobs thing where he disappeared for a little while. Then Apple begged him to come back. Maybe that's what he's doing. I fucking love that idea, man. That is like, all right, so uh, I'll fuck up Tesla's, uh, you know, value. Maybe, yeah, maybe not their name, but like run the value down, step in, buy up all the stock, reassert myself as the fucking king of this domain. And this is like, yeah, fuck with me. I'm Elon Musk. Exactly. That's what I think. Like you like if you think of the things attached to this guy's name, like PayPal, PayPal is so big right now. It's incredible. You think of PayPal, a PayPal, wow, uh, Tesla, SpaceX. Like there's, there's like some very big companies that like a lot of people are excited and interested in with this guy's name attached to it. Now, granted, he hasn't, he hasn't run PayPal in like 10 years, but he took all that PayPal money that he, he created in school. He took all that money and started Tesla from that. I mean, and now Tesla, you know, it's hot enough. It's hot, hot, hot. So do you think that, uh, I don't know, like, do you think that he's, do you think he knows something about all of this and that's why he's like trying to end the lockdown or do you think he's just fucking losing his mind? Not to bring it all the way back to there, but I I think to put a button on this before I move away, I just, I don't know. I mean, if anyone's going to know anything, it might be him. Um, but that being said, the only other thing I, I could imagine is that um, if he turns enough people off, um, no, I, I don't know. I think he's going crazy. I think he's going crazy in lockdown. Not that he's going crazy in general, but I think he's going crazy in lockdown. And I think that's the way – I think he maybe – was saying some things to get attention and maybe even um, keep his name in the news, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know for sure, man. I don't know. All right, okay. Let, 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 let's let Elon rest for a little bit. What else? What else we got? Um, the Asian giant hornet, aka the murder hornet, has arrived. Bees beware. Okay, and how big is this hornet compared to like regular hornets? I just sent you a, a link on Messenger. I don't know if you can get to it. I'm I'm looking at it right now. It is about the size of your pinky. So uh, yeah, four centimeters. It's a yeah. giant motherfucker. Orange uh, and black. Yeah, it's been found in Washington State last last year, and then also British Columbia. As long as they keep it out there, I don't give a shit. It is a monster compared to the other one. Oh my god, I'm looking at all these other comparable bees and hornets it dwarfs all of them uh not only is it sting fatal if uh you're slightly allergic to it uh unlike bees hornets can sting more than once oh shit yeah okay um so here's what i'm thinking we get like 600 of these crazy hornets and we turn them into weapons like a gun like a hornet gun, a hornet oh. rifle. 
you know, like Trudeau's taking away everybody's guns, assault rifles, but no one, no one, there's no argument about bees and slingshots or something. And here's what I'm thinking. Um, we, we, everyone's in lockdown. We become the NA30 lockdown crew. You got some neighbors who are having a barbecue. They're passing hot dogs over the fence. We take one of those suckers. We put them in a slingshot. Bang! Dead. Fatal. Because you 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 didn't you didn't stay six feet away. It's you the know, perfect you, crime. No one's looking for a bullet if you get like a fucking hornet in the neck. Exactly. And then yeah, and then and then what we do is we uh, we interview the family afterwards. So it's like you know, oh, Uncle, double Uncle, dip. Uncle, yeah, 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 yeah. Multi layers, multi layers. You're like this, this American life. <laughs> oh, uh, we're just here to talk to you to see how you feel about the unfortunate events surrounding these hornets. Do you feel like you caused it with your wanton disregard of hot dog fucking passing? <laughs> You're like, um, you know, Uncle Rex was always such a nice guy. I don't understand how he got a hornet to the neck. I don't even see that. I never heard of these hornets before. But it's like, I don't know. He was just being a nice guy. And then you're like, yeah, but was he? Because he could have been spreading the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm liking this. Okay, here's what we do. Two teams. One's the assassin team. One's the, the rebound, uh, checking in with the family team. All right? We can, It doesn't matter who, whoever leads up whatever crew. But I'm going to put my hat in the ring for the assassins because I'm pretty much a ninja already. So what we're going to need it's night vision goggles, mm-hmm. a bag of a 15 milligram or 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 more between 15 and 20 gram milligrams of edibles, and we're gonna need uh, did I say night vision goggles already, and maybe some like black attire, okay. shots, and about 600 of these bees. I'm guessing we're not branding the ninja outfits. No, 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 that's good. No. there. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Just just like a like a little bit, like just maybe like one little dash of orange or something. But um, what we'll do is we'll, we'll clip all the wings off the hornet so they can't just, like, fly off everywhere else afterwards. They're just, like, in the slingshot. Bam! In the, get, get Uncle Rex in the neck. Bah! Got him. All right, good. He's down. Then they're going to just stomp on the, the hornet no matter what because they're going to see this giant thing on the side of his neck. They're going to stomp him out. He's dead. He dead. We all good. And then we just move on to the next violators. All right, we go to like uh, let's say a park, and there's a bunch of people having like picnics and rolling. Yeah, uh, yeah. You just get yeah. on like a little board, get underneath their car, cut a little yeah. hole in the floorboard, uh-huh. shake up a bag of hornets, put uh-huh. a couple in there. They go to leave. Bam, car accident. Yes, perfect. <sighs> yeah, ex- ex- especially those ones that are like, oh hey Jim, how's it going? I haven't seen you forever. They do like the elbow touch because they're not going to shake hands, obviously. And you're like, oh, violation. And then you, you just kind of like, you casually like walk behind them. And then you, like, you might even like say, hey, uh, how do you know each other? Like, oh, they're my neighbors. I haven't seen them in a little while. But you came in contact and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you slowly reach around, grab your slingshot, get one of your nasty hornets on your side. And you're like, I'm sorry. Ha-bam! Dead. All right. So – we got to draw some lines, you know, like when do we know we're going too far? Like after this is all over, do we continue to make the world a better place by going after the violators? Like, Ooh. you know, the person that goes through the fucking Tim Hortons drive through and orders six sandwiches and 10 drinks. Oh, yeah. And then, and then they give the look like, oh, I, 
Yeah, they sent me, okay, it's a messenger. Like, no, 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 no. Just go inside like a normal person. Um, okay, so maybe, I don't know if, if a are baby Are we abusing hornet, this power or are we, you know, making the world a better place is my question. Okay, well, here, here's what I'm thinking. We age the hornets, right? So a full-grown one definitely knocks you on your ass. Mm. But like maybe like a baby one is like maybe just like a warning call. Like I'm sorry to have to do this to you, but instead of having a stamp or anything like that, like it's just like a stick with a hornet on it, like a baby hornet. You're like, ma'am, you can't clog up the drive-through with your 15 orders of coffee and your six orders of sandwiches that all have different requirements. I'm sorry, ah, yeah, and you just jab her real quick, and she's like, Hoo-hoo! and she all gets all like uh, loopy for like 20 minutes. She has to sit down. She falls asleep. And then she wakes up and she's like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. I feel like I'm hungover or whatever the, the symptoms are from these baby hornets. And she's like, oh, I feel so hungover, uh, whatever. And then yeah. you're like, yeah, now you know, okay. Next time I'm come calling Uncle Bill Cosby and he's going to come over and You've talk to you. You've got sting of justice. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So do you, Ooh, that's uh, a cool name. Do the uh, – to the punishment stack. So like, let's say you get a double violation. Yeah. You're checking out a Walmart. You got the person uh-huh. ahead of you and they're talking on their cell phone as opposed to paying attention for the 30 seconds to finish their transaction. Ooh. So it's drawing out more and more and more. And you got that fucking B ready. You're about to launch that little young and right at her neck or that person's uh-huh. neck. Yeah, I definitely feel. And then she reaches in to her sweaty bra and pulls out a bill to pay. That's got to be a double violation. You're getting hit with two beans. Wow. Okay, Tim, you really got me on this one. Here's what I'm thinking. The first, like the before she get she gets her second violation, you go, Mm -hmm. hey, hey, yo, excuse me, yeah, you, you, yeah, on the phone, yeah, sorry, did I interrupt your call? And you just flash, like you open up your jack, you just flash. A hornet at her, like, look at this motherfucker. Look, 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 look. And you just kind of, like, throw it back in there before the cashier sees. And you just give her the fucking eyes. And hopefully that's enough. But that's if enough. she's a, hold on, if she's a see you next Tuesday, then you hit her with a baby and you push her out of the way as soon as possible. Before she falls over, you just push her into her cart and push the cart out of the way. You look at the cashier, you're like, that bitch is crazy. Here, <laughs> here's my... Let's ignore her 50 items. I only have three items here. Let's make this quick. I got out of here. I think it's the best option. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't want her just clogging up everything and making everyone behind you, make you look like you're the bad guy. You're not the bad guy in this situation. It's definitely this crazy person. I think that's, well, a, I think that's the best option. This one's even harder, man. Cause you're a parent. I'm not. So we might land on different sides of this scenario, but Let's say you are at a movie theater. It's mm-hmm. the eight o'clock showing, the nine o'clock showing, and you're sitting in like three or four four rows ahead of you. Someone has dragged their shitty kid with them to the movies, and Ooh. they're sitting there and they're talking and they're crying and they're not leaving. They're just trying to watch their movie. This is their one night out. They brought yeah. their kid to the theater. Okay. You go I first. You, you go dollars on this. Oh, you want me to go first? You I go spent first. like 16 bucks for a movie ticket. God help me if I got popcorn. That's like another $30. Yes. So I'm at like close to 50 bucks to sit down, watch a movie, like get it once or twice of like uh, a year. 
Mm-hmm. So I just want to enjoy this. It's not a Disney movie. It's not a kids movie. It's like the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Okay. And now, okay. How old's a kid? Like 10? Mm, I'm going to say like six. Six. Yeah. So they're probably not, no matter what, they're probably, it, the movie has to be like less than an hour for them to like sit and not be a dickhead. So. Yep. Okay, it's so what are you doing? Loud. Okay, wait. Who are you hitting first? I'm gonna see if I can get another beer. Okay, who do you think you're gonna? Who do you think you're hitting first? Absolutely no way. I'm hitting the kid. The kid is innocent in all this. They don't know, you know, like they're just getting raised by monsters. That's not the kid's fault. You you don't think you don't think that you don't think that the parent like warned like, hey, you're gonna have to be quiet if you come to this movie with me. You don't think the parent warned them? No, man, that's the parents' responsibility to know their kids' limitations. If they can't get a babysitter, that's not my problem. I'm not out money because you want to be cheap. <laughs> so so you're hitting the parent with what? Oh, I'm going to go baby B. Mm, no, I might go stronger. I'd fucking orphan the kid. They don't need to be raised in that kind of environment. <laughs> that's the kind of parent that's going to ruin a child, and I'm going to have to deal I with an might- asshole later down the road. I might orphan the kid. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. That kid's going to be better off in the long run, dude. Okay. I, I agree. Here's what I'm doing as a parent. Now, um, my girls are amazing, but they're also shitheads. So out of all due respect to other parents out there and my lovely wife, here's where I'm going with this. As I crack open my fourth beer of the morning. All right, hold on. Mm. Oh, Orange Snail, you do it to me every time. Okay, I'm hitting both of them with oh. babies. I'm hitting both of them with babies. Here's, what, here's what's going to happen. The kid is going to be out a long time, maybe two hours, because they're they're baby. They're young. They're not going to be able to figure this, this shit out. So they, they're gonna, I'm going to knock them out the duration of the movie so that everybody can enjoy the movie. But I don't want to... I don't want to put, I don't want to orphan the, I don't want to kill the kid. I don't want to kill the parent. Now the parent's going to have to come back another time, but I won't be here another time because he's going to miss 20 to 30 minutes of this movie. And I'm going to do it at the point of the movie where it's, it's right before the climax where they start to explain the, 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 the master plot of the story. Bam, bam, double hit. No one's going to know the better. No one's going to be the wiser. Kid's going to go out. I'm going to take his popcorn, save myself $30. I'm gonna bam hit the parent. The parents gonna go out and steal his coke, and I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have a pop. I'm gonna have some popcorn. It's gonna be a good evening for me. Does the punishment change the later the movie is? So let's say it's not an eight or nine o'clock showing. It's the midnight showing. Oh, in that case, they both get double shots of babies. They're out for two hours. They're out for four hours, and the guy sweeping up, getting the, the getting the uh, the. Uh, theater ready for the next round of people he's gonna find them and have to wake them up fair enough fair enough you can't you can't have a six-year-old out at midnight i've seen it i don't don't know why people do that that is fucking awful right it is a silly thing to do and unnecessary that affects everybody in the theater i don't know under because like you don't feel like you can ever call them out on it there's got like that parent shield where like well, you're not a parent, so you don't understand. 
I understand a six-year-old doesn't want to be out of the fucking house at midnight, man. Nor is it necessary. <laughs> yeah, I know that, you know, and that's a very fair argument. Like, first of all, they're your kids. You can do whatever you want with them. But a midnight movie in hopes that, like, maybe it's so late that they fall asleep and you have to wake them up is such a slim chance because the theater is there for one purpose, to present to you this movie as loud and as bright as possible so you tell all your friends how great it is and the movie makes tons of money. Yep. There's no way that fucking kid's falling asleep. I mean, the drive-in maybe. The drive-in, it's comfy, it's later, it's dark, it has oh, fresh air. Yeah, Nobody else is around your kid. Mm-hmm. But this, you know, if it's Star Wars, whatever, 600, and uh, this, is a, this is it, this is a final one, Yoda's finally going to sleep, then, you know, I understand the anticipation, but you can't, you can't bring a kid to a 12 o'clock. You can't bring a – if you're under the age of I'm 10. I'm just going to clarify one point before we go any further. You're not talking bad about the wars, are you, dog? No, 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 no. All right, let's uh, yeah. Feel like I got I, my fucking I, hornet all like fucking saddled <laughs> shit. <laughs> you've got you've got the slingshot all the way. <laughs> like that that bee's got a far way to go to could get me, but um, fucking no, 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 screams no, no. But but I'm just saying, <laughs> Disney is Disney is definitely going to get their four billion dollars worth of this franchise if they haven't already. Um, yeah. So, but you know, I'm not I'm not talking about. I you know what to be honest. My wife said to me a couple weeks ago, she's like, I wouldn't mind sitting down and watching all the Star Wars. I'm like, okay, first of all, who are you? Second of all, okay. But I've only watched six of the, what, ten that are out right now, so. Skip the uh, the prequels, one, two, and three. It really does nothing. They're fucking terrible. And if you start there, it'll wreck the rest of the movies. The Han Solo one was great. The originals are good, but they're slow. Uh, the three right. new ones are awesome. If you want a great fun experience, like if you like kind of westerns or whatever, the John Favreau did a fucking amazing do- uh, job with the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. I heard good things about it. He, I don't know if like I'm just like because I'm a fan and I, I like recognized all like the big names and shit in there, but he did such a good job. The Baby Yoda, I know that I was over the internet everywhere and just annoying as fuck. But, like, enough time has passed now. You get to, like, slip in, enjoy him. And and it's not even really Baby Yoda, right? We don't know. It's the uh, same species, I'm guessing, clone, but who knows? No, I like it. Okay. Well, hopefully at some point we can, we can get down and dirty in those. Okay. Killer Hornets. I think we're onto something great here. You guys listening, be the fans. You reach out, let us know. Uh, but I'm da- I'm down for slingshotting some fucking hornets. I got a couple people off the top of my head that I'd like to hit with one. Hoppa, hoppa. I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Pew pew. Stinger be stung. Mm. Yeah. So what do you call it? Stinger of justice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The owl drops in. This is what it's going to be. This is going to be not after 30, episode whatever. The Owl Drops In, Stinger of Justice. That's the name <laughs> of the podcast. Nailed it. I read it down before I forget. Um, okay, so what's next on the docket? Um, so we touched on the uh, We Had Mustard Guys. That show is 
fucking awesome. I am glad they're back. Yeah. Um, talked about the gift exchange. Oh, uh, fucking, you were playing House Party. Are you still on that app? Like, uh, it's yeah. It? Yeah, I'm still in on it. I haven't, I haven't been on it on it because, uh, just because I haven't, I haven't been in the mood to be social, but I'm still in on it. Why? What? 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 what what's up? Well, I'm just kind of curious what people are getting up to in the the time because, like, I'm still working, but uh, you know, like, what are people actually doing with their time? Are they getting Ooh. into new hobbies? Are they following up on other stuff? Like, you know how we all say that there's stuff that we, if we had the time to do, we would do. Is that yes. actually happening for people? Well. I can only speak to the people living at my house, but I'll tell you this. Uh, I have gotten into, more into woodworking. I, I mean, there, I saw this funny meme the other day, and it's, it's like, uh, as soon as you – the morning when you turn 30, and the guy basically wakes up and he starts taking care of his environment, like his home and all that stuff, and like doing his lawn and comparing, comparing notes with his neighbor on his lawn and all that stuff, which yeah. I can – which I can vouch is true. Oh um, no! <laughs> which uh, you know, I don't even care because I I love I love 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 when the backyard looks great and the front yard looks great. I love that because it's a sense of pride for me. Mm. Um, but I, I I I've been into building quite a bit, like woodworking, and I want to get into I want to get into it more. I actually found by uh, before all this crazy stuff happened. Uh, I was I was throwing the garbage out at work and I saw this. It looked like a um, an old ladder, but it's actually the base of a router table. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I was just like looking at it and I'm like, oh, all the pieces look like it's there, but it was kind of on its side back. So I, I put it, I, I set it up upright, and this fucking thing fell out of it, which was the router. And I'm like, someone's throwing out a router table with a router. That's crazy. So I threw it in my car. It was late, it was like nine o'clock at night. I threw it in my car. I got home. I plugged it in. Everything works. I guess they were just they, – they were throwing it out in the in this like um, communal dumpster area for the for the plaza that I work in. Yeah. And I was like – I guess they just maybe tried to sell it. Don't buy it. I don't know what the case was. But I was like, I'm in. So I have this router table. So I'm going to start detailing some wood projects that I have. And I'm going to start building a deck. Um, I want to rebuild. I, there's a handful of things I want to rebuild. By my calculations, that may not be correct. I feel like within a month, I'll be back at work. So I have about a month to build a deck in my backyard, a second deck. Um, so I'm kind of excited for that. So I, I would say yes. I think I've seen some people on my Instagram that are drawing, some people that are, I love to cook. I see I see other people cooking. I actually did like mm-hmm. – I did two days of like the internet cooking show where I was – I called it uh, Don't Cook Like a Chooch. Uh, chooch in like – in Italian, it kind of means like um, – a, a jerk off or whatever. So, so I did, I, I didn't did hear two, about this. I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah, I, I did. I did like, um, my goal behind it was to make as many little stories as possible and then see who stays to the end. So like my first one, I had like 25 stories and I had like over a hundred people watch it till the end. And then I got a handful of messages like this was funny. Do it again. Or looks delicious, or oh my god, you're so domesticated, like all these things. And yeah. I was like, I'm in. Like, so I did it again the next day, and I, and then I had one of my one of my clients who watched. It's like use a tripod and just use a hands free setting. Like I'm not a big story guy on Instagram. Um, I only I only do it occasionally, but 
she's like, there's a hand-free setting. Do that one. Use a tripod. It'll make your life way easier, which is what I did the second day. But what I found out was it's fucking exhausting. Like, I don't know these people who do it all the time. I don't know how they can do that because it starts sounding so insincere when it's like the third or fourth day in. Cause you can just see in like, Hey guys, so this is what we're doing today. And like, it's not presenting anything. It's just fucking going through the motions. Exactly. But anyway, I mean, that's me. Like I have been doing a ton of woodworking, building my tool collection. What about you? Uh, picking up drawing a little bit again. Uh, I had my first Dungeons and Dragons game yesterday, which was fucking cool. Uh, we found a way to get everybody online and play. I've been listening to a lot of those podcasts for like the last year or so. But uh, I don't know. I'm a fairly big gamer. I've just I I always thought it was too nerdy, and then I was like, you know what? Like, why the fuck would I care what anybody else thinks? I'm just gonna try this. So nobody else was uh, willing to be the dungeon master. So I get to jump in and do that. And like basically it's I get to set up the the setting. I got to use my words to make you understand what I'm telling you where you are. So if I'm talking about a tavern, I got to, you know, use my podcaster voice and explain this is the tavern. There's a well in the middle of it. These are the kind of people you see here. This is the noise that's going on. And then I get to run the monsters and, you know, you get a couple other people coming up against you and you get to tell a story together. All right. I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up with uh, Paul Cavassier, who runs the uh, uh, 0.0 Star podcast. And he's a big D&D guy. I'm not. I think it's hilarious. But um, I'll set you up with him and then you, you can get around with him because he's pretty legit with it. Nice. I'll, I'll definitely take you up on that. And yeah. My next uh, project after that is uh, I found on eBay. Um, I don't know if you're like, d- did you play much Game Boy or like video games at all growing up or not really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah it's OK. Uh, game Boy for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. OK, so now that they, they've got these emulators out there so you can buy it on uh ebay for about 90 bucks there's different versions cheaper ones but this one looks pretty fucking sick and you get it you build it yourself at home like put it all together and then you can download all of the game boy games all the game boy color all the game boy advance games and it'll all be on one game boy you know it's it's so crazy that you're mentioning this because i was having a talk the other day with my wife about how I really want a handheld system, but I don't want to switch because they don't have any sports games. Mm. Um, and, and, and I was just telling her how disappointed I was with that. And, uh, that might be an incredible option. That that. looks so good, but you're right. Like if there's no sports games and going like $400 deep into a system, you're not sure you're going to use is that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can handle that, um, but that but that might be a solution. Those emulators. But then, what? My biggest question is always like, what is the um, like what's the quality of that? Because right, if it, if it's like sec, it's like third party. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's going to be. From what I've seen so far, you have to accept that there might be a couple of bugs, but this has been around for so long. Ninety percent of it's all been worked out. So okay. 
I I'm just going in guessing and I'm going to hope that like, I can just figure it out as I go. Yeah. Oh, I'll be curious for the, for the, the midnight owl review on that because I would, uh, I, that might be the, the next option for me because I, I, so game boy, I had the original game boy, the big brick. And then I didn't have, uh, I didn't have another handheld until I went, uh, for the PSP. Oh, so I had, shit. I, PSP. Yeah. I've heard so much about this. I missed out on that. I went straight to the Vita and it fucking sucked. You know, I heard that too, but okay, here's something crazy about the Vita is, uh, they're still super expensive. They came out 10 years ago and there's still people wanting three or 400 bucks for them. Oh yeah. Like th- the quality of the screen was absolutely amazing. They had like a touchpad in the back so you could use your fingertips and the controls all at once. Like it was set up really well, like HD quality for watching videos and stuff, but whatever it was, nobody wanted it. So there was never any <laughs> games around such a piss yeah. off and that everybody was losing their mind about the PSP and I didn't have money when they were around. Yeah. So yeah. So that's, that's how I feel about the PSP. Like the PSP I thought was a great system. Oh, I also, uh, you know, I lied. I had a game gear. I forgot. The game gear was also amazing. Game gear was also amazing. The downside about the game gear is that super expensive. So for like a 10 year old or whatever I was at the time, uh, way, way too expensive. Um, yeah, they have like this suitcase with like the extra battery pack and like yeah, uh, little cartridges. Oh my god! Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, there was that, but also it was um, I I always wanted the TV tuner for it because I just thought as a kid it'd be just so cool to be like laying in bed, hanging out, watching TV. I mean, listen, like 2020, everybody's doing that with their phone today. But you don't know like what that was like when we were kids. <laughs> exactly. You were watching what everybody else wanted to watch in the house. You did yes. not have a voice. <laughs> you nailed it, Tim. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. And so that always got me. And I always thought to myself, man, if I just had the TV tuner, I'd just like sit here. I wouldn't be upset about not being able to watch what I want to watch. Or, you know, like as as a young kid, the Blue Jays are really cool. And it was like, oh, I could have been there. Like I could have been watching more games but i mean it might have been for the better i don't know but yeah game you know what for sure with all this uh video game talk i do have to say uh i started listening to the left behind game club you introduced yes. me to, uh jacob through your show when you're doing the series on meeting all the different podcasters yeah pod life and uh at the uh, uh pod camp this year yeah the guy is super cool all the other hosts are cool uh michael and mo mo yeah yeah. and like the other guys that they bring in but my god i've been on a tear i think i'm up to episode like 38 i just started like binging all the episodes it is yes. fucking good man you know the what i really like about them is like i'm not a gamer like i wouldn't consider myself a gamer um but they they don't talk in a foreign language they speak very generic, so I mean, I mean that as a compliment, as as a way that they they present something. Um, they don't go too like too nerdy on anything, but they do, but they don't. Um, so it, it makes it very easy to to follow, and I think that's very important when you're talking about like, really niche things. And Jacob McCorp is my man. I got your back forever because that that guy is awesome, awesome, awesome. And I wish I wish he has another podcast 
that he hasn't released any more pods for, but I wish he would. I can't. It's 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 slipping my mind right now. I, I listened to it when I first met him a couple years ago, and the goal was when I talked to him last was to keep that going. It was something about coaster, like the coaster podcast or something, like the drink coaster podcast. I fuck, I'm fucking it up. Okay, but no uh, worries, man. If you figure that out, put it in the the show notes or message me. I gotta definitely check call. that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when he did when he did Mark Blevis's the podcast lounge, he talked about it there, and um, and that's where I picked up on it. But it was it was very enjoyable because it's a little bit more personality as opposed to topic. So I enjoy that. So yeah, well, like in that show, like you said, is extremely accessible, and because uh, they play older games all the time too. Like I think there's ninety percent of the games probably aren't for me. But there's like two or three that sound like they have a cool story and they're they're on my list. And then with their Discord, uh, there's a special section in there where, you know, like f- of their fans, they go out and they gather game deals all the time. So like oh. if you're ever looking for one, you can go in there and you'll find find out where it's the cheapest. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty decent. That's actually too. that's really smart. I, I, I love that that conscious consumer aspect of those. Those make me so happy. Um, dude, you had, uh, uh, you sent me a little screenshot I wanted to chat about, um, from, uh, a dude by the name of Eric. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So, so I got, how cool uh, is this? I've got my first message <laughs> on my Facebook page. That's inactive. And, uh, he's, I just get, hello, sir. Uh, sorry. So he says, uh, Hi, sir. So I respond, hello, sir. I I don't know where this is going, but uh, thanks for replying. Heading out for our traditional goose hunt. I think I used bad yeast. I have a gray deposit in my bottles and no foam. And also, I am honored to hear from you. And I love your sessions. I don't know what (laughs) any of that fucking means, man. (laughs) It is so random. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I was talking with a friend of mine and we fucking suspect that he is a CIA agent and I've been fucking activated to go kill like Grimace or something. You are so funny. Um, it is so random. Also, it uh, looks like his profile picture is a picture of his daughter, I hope. Really? Uh, yeah, it's just like it, it. it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like coherent. It's almost like he's he's explaining the things in front of them. Yeah, like am I? I don't I don't know if there's. It would make a lot more sense if there was say uh, a midnight owl out there that was a hunter that cooked or something <laughs> like that. And but I don't know about the gray yeast deposits. That doesn't make yeah. sense. I've cooked a pizza crust before. I ain't never seen gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Now, have you looked into his profile at all? No, I'm staying away from that level of crazy. Yeah, that's probably a good call. I'll do it for you. Oh, perfect. Okay, let's see here. Joined Facebook in 2008. Um, his friends kind of look normal, I guess. Um, he's got three kids. He looks like he might be... What is that? What is he? Um, I think that's Scottish. Okay, he looks like a normal dude. Oh, actually, his kid might look like he has downs. Maybe, maybe not. Um, 
Well, that's not the only weird thing that happened to me today. Because, like, after that happened, we laughed about it. I went for a walk and uh, got the mail. And I got Uh this, this not magazine, this newspaper that's, like, four pages, uh, four pages. It's called the Epoch Times. Now, fucking, it's a conspiracy theory uh newspaper that somehow got sent to me or given to me truth and tradition and it's all all four pages are dedicated to how the chinese communist party has covered this up that uh the canadian government was complicit in all of Mm -hmm. this and it's just fucking crazy man and what okay so this just showed up in your mailbox just showed up in my mailbox. Like, uh, here's one of the uh, the article titles. 21 million fewer cell phone users in China may suggest a high coronavirus death toll. <laughs> okay. China's bioweapon ambitions. How Beijing covered up led to a global pandemic. And then, like, oh. they've got this giant fucking timeline of, like, the last two years and how it's everyone's fault. Oh, my God. That sounds so wacky. Yeah, I'm going to have to hold on to this. Uh, I was speaking to one of my writers, and she was telling me that uh, Beijing using 10,000 fake or hijacked Twitter accounts to spread propaganda about pandemic. Oh, she was telling me that, like, she looked into it for a second, and I guess the uh, Canada Post was trying not to deliver any of these, but they were forced in court to go ahead and do it. Oh, my goodness. So wacky. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so you're going to look, you're, you're going to go through these and expose which ones are true and false? Uh,. No, I think this is just a little bit too far down the rabbit hole for an hour in. <laughs> I just, actually just uh, leave it on the, on the. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be curious if you get please post if you get a second art a second um issue. <laughs> If I get a second issue every time after that fucking Eric guy or whatever fucking messages me, I know that I'm in serious trouble. He's trying yeah. to warn me about something. Yeah, there's, there's there's something else going on. Heading out for our oh man, son. I think I use bad yeast. I have a great <laughs> deposit in my bottles and no foam. Fuck are you saying? so random? Oh my god. You know what? Sometimes I get like super paranoid when I have, um, like when I when I'm too deep on an edible and I, I'm looking at a text message. Like sometimes in our group chat, um, when, when when I'm on like the the NA30 Dreamers one, I'm like, I don't know if I'm explaining explaining what I'm trying to say in the sentence I'm writing. So I go back and I rewrite two or three times, and then I realize at the end of the day I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe that was happening. Yeah, it, it'll happen from time to time. Yeah, just go like just go too too deep into something. Uh, that's kind of my uh, stock and trade. Is I just end up down the rabbit holes. I ended up changing my uh, podcast description recently for my feed. And I was mm-hmm. just like, 
Uh, just follow me down the Wikipedia rabbit hole one night shift at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be probably like the best disclaimer you can ask for. Oh, damn. Well, buddy, oh, I think I have to take off, so we may have to wrap her up here. Well, let's do it. I feel like this is like a very good uh, pod. I think we did Kevin Smith very proud. Um, and we did what he usually does, which is kind of go down a wormhole. I mean, we started off talking about like the most random things, uh, and we finished off talking about those most random things. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. I think we did good. I wish I would have yelled at the dog to make it the full Kevin Smith experience, but <laughs> I'm good. Shucky! <laughs> Shucky! <laughs> so funny. I love it. All right, man. Well, thank you again for the gift. Thank you for everything, as always. Um, and thank you soon. for the gift, man. Those movies and books, I am going to go on a huge deep dive. I'm going to love it, man. Thank you. Let's do it, my man. All right, good brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Take it easy, buddy. Ciao, ciao.